right, let's get down to the shiznit. Mic check, one, two, three, four. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Wolfpack Podcast with your host, Wolfson, here for another week of another shiznit, bringing you down the good, the bad, and the ugly topics that we talk about on a weekly basis that goes around in the entertainment industry as a whole. So without further ado, let's get started. So first, I actually wanted to mention you guys something because I was kind of like a little bit of, uh, you know, I was kind of worried. War is the uh, probably I was kind of worried because it, it kind of went on a slow week. So there wasn't that much of stuff to talk about. I got I got a couple of things to talk about, but it wasn't that much. So I'll just like put stuff in, in the topics to say, like, all right, we're going to talk about this, this and then just longevity. But just this morning when I woke up, I looked at the Twitter and I'm like, holy shit, there's a lot of things trending. Holy shit, there's a lot of things to talk about now. There's a lot of things that we need to bring into attention. Like, seriously. And yeah, now we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. So let's get down to it. And let's talk about it so we can, you know, further along the way and talk about things. First things I definitely want to talk about. Um, I don't know if any of you guys are paying attention to the Young Fuck case on the Rico case that he's been having in that he's being charged with, you know, along with other members of his, you know, inner circle, him being a, a gangster and whatnot. So something that that brought us our attention is that someone within the circle, I don't know if it's within the circle, he knows John Farrell, right? I don't know. Somebody slipped a Percocet to him on court. And I don't know if the guy was dumb enough to notice that you're in a court. Congratulations. You played yourself. And it's not helping John Fudd's case at all. But you giving him the Percocet is like, no. And why are we talking about this? Well, it brought to the attention because John Fudd actually reported to the sheriff. It's like, hey, somebody just give me a Percocet. He snitched on the other guy. And later to find out that the guy actually was getting OD out of whatever he was doing. After he got caught, he started to convulse and and gone OD on him. So I'm like, Nani? what the Bruh. fuck? As I haven't... Pay attention much to the details to the to this case. Like all I know is John Fogg and another and, and another person are being charged on Rico. But the fact that drugs are part and somebody somehow a drug cop inside the court and give it to John Fogg, which is good for John Fogg to because it'll help his case. It's like, hey, I'm not into it here. This is what yeah. But you're not supposed to have it regardless. Whoever did it, man, I don't know if he was trying to screw John Fogg's lightly, lightly. Chances are him getting out of this case or not. I don't know. But the thing is, I'm not reporting it because it's wild to think that, you know, somebody just slipped and like dab him a, a Percocet and he reported it. We're not just specifically talking about that overall. There was some few instances. That's why I'm bringing it to attention. We've he- I've been hearing like stuff that people are getting arrested on court every time they go to Every time they go to to the jump fuck hearing, because they've been bringing drugs within them, or fights or 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 shit like that, crazy stuff. It's like, what is going through your head? Like, why are you bringing drugs to the to a court of law when you know there's like bunch of sheriffs, a bunch of deputies, a bunch of officers that they can easily arrest you right there in court. Bridge circles back to the to the episode that I was telling. Like people like just like to 
snitch on themselves for no reason. Why? Why take the risk? Anyways, I just wanted to mention out because I was just like dumbfounded when I heard it. It's like, bro, you got to be the dumbest person ever. Dumb, like it's not going to help um, John Fudd's case at all. Like it's in fact, it's going to make it even worse. I don't know how this is going to be playing out, but mm, it's 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 a messy thing. Um, Another thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, oh, there we go. There we go. So here's some of the things that I I wanted to talk about, because here's the things that I really wanted to. T- well, of course, I, we're going to talk about it, but this is the things I came up this morning. This morning when I woke up, I saw all this trend and I'm like, this is something that needs to be addressed. This is something that needs to be, you know, talked about. And it involves an EDN artist, Odd Prophet, who is uh, known to be a dubstep producer, released music on Never Say Die and Black Label. And now he's releasing music all around after Never Say Die, just like every other of the NSD fan. They just release on their own. Um, before we get to the details, I... A little bit of background with Art Prophet, who's known as Tobias. He's from England, is so he's British. I had my few run-ups with him. He was a mentor uh, at one of the schools that this one of the you know online schools or online groups called um, the Fire Society, and he was one of those mentors. You know, he was taking private tutoring lessons for a lot of people. He. He never, I never went to him. Um, I like, I always appreciated his feedback. It was always brutal and honest feedback. Did a couple of feedbacks for my sons in which like, Ben, I really, that's what exactly what I needed to hear, whatnot. Um, but his mannerisms and his demeanor and his personality is off-putting. Like it was, to me, it was like, I better stay away from this guy. This guy is a, literally a loose cannon. That's years ago. Years ago that I know about him. I always knew that he was a loose cannon. I never knew to what extent of a loose cannon he really is until he points out many Twitter threads. Over the years, he's been, you know, saying nasty things over Twitter and calling out people for no reason. Like, started a Twitter, or a Twitter war or... Twitter beef, however you got like to call it. And there are times in which like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, bro, why are you talking about this? And in my head, I think it's like, okay, it's the attention because he probably talked about, I, I know he's talked about this in one of his previous, you know, mentoring uh, sessions, you know, um, attention, like say something like good publicity or bad publicity is still good publicity, whatever, however you want to frame it. So he, I Feel that he was getting some, he rather get some heat because he can take it. So that way his music can go on and on, on and off. I always see him as a bully, especially when you see the Twitter threads that he, uh, Twitter posts that he's at. Like I always see him as a bully, not a nice, not a nice one, like a legit bully, a cyber, a cyber, a cyber bully. I'm like, why are you like that? So I tend to stay away from him as much again. Fast forward to right now. This is all happening this morning. There was a thread, a trend coming from someone talking about our prophet and how what type of person he really is. And I was like, what is going on? Because uh, I'll tell you, 
retweet, re tweeted about somebody talking about um, our prophet, which he says like, oh, you know, as this is exactly why I never, 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 never associate with Alex the fire because of this and that. And I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? And we're going to talk about Alex the fire shortly after this. And I'm like, what is going on? What the fuck is going on in here? And and it, and I just circle back to all the the quote retweets, and I circle back. I circle back. I saw some of these tweets, and a former roommate of our prophet was basically giving us the scoop of what type of uh, uh, person is our prophet Tobias, and all the things that he was saying. I was like, shit. Now it makes more sense. And yeah, he's a he's really is a, a bad person, a really cyber bully. He's not a bad person to the level of that sick that we need to cancel our profit. Like, no, he's not that bad of a person. But his personality, his demeanor, his approach to stuff is just very disrespectful. And and it has zero sympathy. So when I saw this, I'm like, oh shit. I need to see this. So we're going to take a look at it right now. And uh, here it is. Here it is. So it stemmed from this. I'll tell you, are saying this things. And it came from Mackie. And then from Mackie came from the original source, which is this one. So we're going to take a look at it very quickly. Um, so this guy, Brock, Brock's, uh, Brock Stradamus, uh, Twitter, uh, Brock Diplunch. Okay. Brock. Brock guy. All right. So he wrote a series of events in which I'm like, what the fuck? So what are so when I, so I'm gonna read it to you very quickly. So you guys can grasp of the concept of why I I believe that you know our prophet is a cyberbully and he's a really bad person overall. Our prophet our prophet is a horrible person, a friend by his most recent roommate, which is me. And let me put this on, on disclaimer. Um, this is all allegedly. Allegedly, he was our prophet's um, her roommate or is his roommate. This is all alleged. This is I can't just like rule out that. Oh yeah, our prophet is one hundred percent bad in all this, and he's you know not a good person. I have to put the quotations that he is. Like he is a bad person. Based on my experience of what I've seen about him, I feel like he is that type of person that I can see that he's a bully. But I don't know. I wasn't there in particular. So I, this is all based on one side story. So I'm just reading it out for you guys. And you guys, at the end of it, you take your opinions to it and decide what you guys want to decide. And you can comment down below to let me know what you guys think. So this guy, Brock, he was our prophet's um, roommate. And yeah, he just goes like he has the out of the displeasure to be living with Tobias, which is our prophet uh, from July to December. Oh, wait. so he was our prophet's roommate in Denver. OK, I will go into a bunch of uh, I, I could go to a bunch of shitty uh, stuff. Uh, OK, into a bunch of typical shitty roommate things that he did. Like he never cleaned a damn thing. But after leaving a place, a total mess. But that's not really anything. 
great, great sports, which is I agree, even though you should be clean for yourself. That's kind of like lazy on your part. Instead, I'll tell you his true character, which is, seems to be on the trial. All right, now we're getting into it. There are countless females he will take back at the apartment that he will wood his British charms and his G-Galliol schmutz game tactics. They ate it up and he will kick them out in the morning with a laugh. Well, I mean, that's why we call it, you know, one night stands. But I guess the last part is like, mm, I guess that's the part where, you know, that's your typical frat boy behavior. One of those females happened to be suicidal. Oh boy, here it comes the juicy part and actually ended up in the hospital not long after her encounter with Tobias attempted suicide. Now, not here to claim that he he made anyone attempt suicide, but he sure as hell had jokes about it. See, I kind of believe this statement. Like, I believe he didn't purposely like made her suicidal like, to each his own to the reasons why they want to be suicidal on people who have mental issues. And by the way, if you guys have mental issues, if you got serious thought process, please call call the hotline or reach some reach a help uh, reach a friend, a family, whoever you gotta reach, or reach someone, a doctor. You know, there's always help. There's ways to get out of it. But it's that statement that he says that he's we're not claiming that he's a all right. But he didn't. But he didn't help the process either. So basically, there was already fire. He just put more gas to the fire. But not not in the mean way. But in the like, oops. Well, gas is there. Not to mention all the tasteless jokes he had about nearly everyone else, including his manager, fans, students, and other people in, in the music industry that he views as cunts. If you knew our prophet in some shape or form, I assure you that he has talked shit about you. See, that's the our prophet that I know. That's the odd prophet that I know that he's a a shit talker that he loves. He loves to talk shit about people that I've heard and that I've seen it firsthand and online. Yeah. And the fact that he makes jokes about it, like, I don't know why would you do such a thing? I guess it comes circles back to, you know, shit that you grew up with. Great. Now I'll have to go with her again and she might kill herself. That's kind of wild. That is kind of wild was a direct quote by uh, our prophet. I don't know if I will take that. I'll take that statement with a grain of salt, that part, because we don't know. We weren't there to listen to that. But it's not far-fetched to believe that he might actually say something like that. Also, if you're going to do it, you just fucking do it and just don't just attempt it in reference to the suicide. The guy's very empathetic, if you can tell. Again, that's the tweet. Take it with a grain of salt. We don't know that he actually did say that. There's no concrete evidence that he tweeted out, write it down, that he did say that. He probably say hearsay, you know? But at the same time, like I said, not far-fetched, not too off to believe that he might actually say that because that's something that he will say. Have you ever been mentored by a prophet? Well, rest assured, he has left at your expense and likely doesn't take you seriously at all, which is an experience that I've heard from other students that have done with our prophet. Like... They really, they say, and I quote that he really is a shitty mentor. That he'll tell you straight facts that your music sucks, but it doesn't give you like a concrete help out of it. And and that's a thing. Like I've seen him like doing this war path of how bad everybody is on sound designing, and say, oh, you can only nobody's original because you can only do the the simple, you know, the simple uh, waveform from Serum. And he bashed at everybody who do, who does that. It's like, 
And I'm like, dude, you can do so much more with just that. And I mean, sure, that's the standard for everybody, but you can't just bash on everybody for saying that. Like, even the greatest knows that using the basic shapes can bring you that. In fact, AU5, shout out to Austin. He made a tutorial of it and said, like, here's what you can do with just simple sauce. Just by using the simple sauce. A shot, a, a kind of indirect shot to our profit statement of like, oh, you stop using simple sauce, do something creative. He made chords, like heavy chords with just simple sauce, which sounded amazing. So he's been known about that. And, I, and I've heard from people as well. I don't know about the laugh part, but I can see it. But I have seen like, you know, people trying to get to our profit to say like, you know, if he can get signed into NSD, our profit is just laughing at them. It's like, nah, that I've heard her quite literally every time he had a meeting with one of his loyal students, he will come meet to me and berate them before and after the session. That's just shitty of him. But again, not far-fetched. That's, that's how he is. But look, you don't need someone that was in close proximity to Tobias for months to shed his kind of light. You see his tweets. He's vile. Yeah, basically. And at the end of the day, he likes he likes to write it off as of some kind of ad or just like a joke. I mean, come on, this is British humor, right? And yeah, I, I have to agree with that this last part. Like to he he gets himself into a line of fire. And then he's like, don't shoot, don't shoot. I'm my bad. My bad. It was just a joke. It was just a prank. I didn't really mean to. Gosh, you guys take that so seriously. <laughs> That's your excuse on every time you shoot, uh, uh, every time you throw the rock, every time you you shoot the fire first. Nobody asks you to shoot first, and you're the one who shoot. And then you're like, "My bad, my bad. It was a joke. I, I was just pretend." No, he is. I've seen it so many times. He's simply self-centered prick. Yeah, only thinks of himself. This regarding the feelings and well-being of anyone else. This is a nice time to point out that the only real concern I've ever seen him. Was for himself, his mom, and his money. Duh. Beyond that, I'll probably kiss no fucks. Absolutely. That's how he is. Speaking of no fucks, good give him. He, when he moved out in mid-December, he left all his crap in the room he abandoned for me to deal with. This clown literally skipped out of the country back to Europe and left me with all his garbage to handle. He's a real piece of work, this guy. Yeah, I remember when he actually went back to this to his country in the UK, which is kind of like very so sudden. Like you were in the middle of a tour and then off you go, you went back. I thought you normally have to stay uh for almost a year to do all that stuff. To if you're gonna be doing the whole tour, like you have to stay in the States so you can continue working and and it's you know basically like save up money and whatnot. But apparently, no, he skipped. And this that shit, that statement is kind of shitty on his part. Did I come off to did I come on on Twitter to tell Bear Grylls about his artist and how shitty he was? Yes. Did he care? Nah. It seems like he's cool with it, which is ironic because I probably talked shit on him pretty much on any chance he got. He doesn't make his own music. Was hurt often. That is actually true about Bear Grylls. As much as I like Bear Grylls and how much he has like done so much for the for the. For the community, he does not make his own music. This is something that's been known. Anybody who's behind the scenes and anybody who's worked on with the scenes and worked with certain artists, everybody knew that Bear Grylls doesn't make his own music. Like this is well known, even when he was releasing music on Firepower Records. Like Bear Grylls was he always had a producer. He always had somebody, but I'm pretty sure they like split up or something. I don't remember the specific details. And and 
he always had people making his music. Like company had made his music. <gasps> Sorry, I didn't to say it, but I said it. Um, and and other people, other people from LA and Denver have made music for him. So it, that, that's not something out of the oven. And you know, he made his own record label. And if he does like he does, he, I think he does like the decision approach and the Diplo approach, in which he brings up these artists. Hey, make some music for me. I'll bring you up, and he brings them up. So it's like. That's why I have no beef with him. I have nothing against him saying it, but it, this is, has been a known thing to know about him. Yeah. Anyways, after being blocked by Odd Prophet and nor by his manager, I figured that that was that, and I washed my hands on all of his music until I hopped on tour last night, and behold, Odd Prophet is trending. Was it for his statistics? Nah, it was making fun of suicide again. Ouch. Wow. So I figure I'd give my $1.75 worth of inside of the matter. Tobias is a garbage human and his alter ego up profit is even worse. Together, when they make one of the sorriest individuals I've ever met, deep down, he's just sad little boy. Honestly, I pitied him, but he can still fucking fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, guys, that's just that's just what's happening. And um that's what's going on with our prophet right now. He's trending so hard on Twitter, and obviously, he uh, that that rumor of his was not the only one that had something to say about our prophet. There were a couple of others that you know pitched in as well. Um, as you can see, hold on, let me see if I can see the Twitter friend. So yeah, so this guy Mackey Mackey Dubs. Our prophet is the reason I quit the Fire Society. He told me on a platinum member branding called that my fiance now my wife didn't matter and that I shouldn't have I should have her or anyone of my pages he also uh, told me I should just change my artist then he's not a good person that's kind of wild to say and he and there were some other things that he said to add insult to injury Alice just nodded along and was like yeah you need to change your name completely devoid of an original thought or opinion it also didn't help that my wife was sitting right next to me when the call was happening and heard of it. Yikes. I quit the same day. I'm glad I was able to recognize shitty advice and give my money to mentors that actually helped me and give me an honest criticism without being a dick. Like I said, guys, remember what I told you guys? He give honest criticism, but he was a dick about it. Like there's... There are ways to tell people that your music is not good or is not on par. You can say like, you know, it's not good. Like you need to fix this and this. If you do all these things, these, this will enhance and help your song even better. And it's going to be even bigger and wider. That's good criticism versus, bro, your shit sucks. Like this makes absolutely no sense. Like you need to switch this. You need to make this better, this and that. Like, I, out, of, out of that, like, I don't like it. The song size, like, there's, see the difference? And that was Tobias Hill. And I seen him berating people online on live stream about how sucked their, the songs are. I want to add that how he treated me is nothing compared to how he treated that poor girl in the original Fred. I can't think of anything lower than joking about a girl's mental health issue behind her back. And I agree 100%. That was just wild to me as well and he did uh he did respond he did say something like a little thing he says after having my front friends talk to me seriously about what's happened i realized that making jokes about what i say isn't appropriate 
I thought it would be okay to post joke like that because I have dealt with self-harm that past personality. All right. This, I, I realized that making jokes about what I said isn't appropriate. I then refused to admit fall for way longer than needed, which I am sorry for. You guys are here for music, not offensive jokes. Moving forward, that's what it's going to be. Yeah, okay. We'll see. We'll see if that's actually true. But you, there you go. That's the admission of Gil of how, what kind of shitty person he really is. The fact that he had other people telling him, it's like, dude, what you said is fucked up. You can't be saying shit like that. Made me realize, like, what a shitty person that he doesn't even see his own fault until somebody points it out, which is okay. It's always good to someone point out your mistake and someone point out, like, dude, what you said is fucked up. You can't be saying shit like that. Absolutely. But the fact that you don't even realize how bad of a person you really are and saying some shitty things like that, dude, that's that's wild to me. That's kind of wild, in my opinion. That's kind of wild. And about what he did to Mackie Dubs, you know, if I if, if I was the I know that my girl, my fiance, soon to be wife, my fiance has been with me, sitting down next to me with a couple of interviews that I've conducted my artists. Um, it's always I'm being on headphones. So she doesn't really listen to it. But I have no problem having her next to me and me having those conversations with these certain artists. That being said, knowing her that if she hear an artist on the other line that says something about about my fiance about, uh, or my wife or whoever, my partner that says like you should get like you shouldn't have her, you shouldn't mention her, this and that, I know she will be mad as fuck. And you know what? I'll back her up. Because I want her to be part of my experience. I want her to be part of my growth. To let her see me becoming the man that she like uh, fell in love with, you know? And that's where I draw the line. We can talk about me all you want. If you guys got something to say about me or you want to talk shit about me, go right ahead. Talk to me. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. And I'm going to discuss it right here on the podcast. That's what we do. And if you got a real some beef with me, I'm not going to go back and forth with you on Twitter. No, no, we're going to talk about it right here in the podcast. And I will encourage you to come over to my show and pick up a mic and then talk face to face like adults and solve the issue and solve like, why you got to talk shit like me? And, you know, that's what we got to do. But I draw the line the moment somebody go ahead and talks batmouths my wife or my fiance or any one of my members, like or my family members. Like, no, that's where we draw the line. Like, we don't go, we don't need to go into our personal or personal history, our personal people, or people that are in our involved in our personal lives. Like, we don't need to involve them. This is between you and me. All bets are off. If somebody talks shit about my wife in front of me, I'll be like, I'm gonna stop you right there. And that's if I'm in that good behavior and a good mood. If not, I'll just either go tell you to go fuck yourself right there in the face. Or if you're face to face and you say some shit, I will knock the fuck out of you. That is not a threat. That is a not a promise either. That is just a statement, a hearsay saying like, I will knock the fuck out of you if you talk shit about my wife in front of me. I will stay away from it most of the time. And I do. But. You know, that's where you draw the line, guys. Like, you don't do that. You don't talk about, you don't badmouth someone else's partner in front of them. Like, and, and not even behind their backs, regardless. Like, you don't do that. So that kind of behavior of a prophet, of how he is, it's not off. Literally, it's not on. It's not on coming from him. It's been well known from the past few years that I've known about him. 
and I've had my encounters with him online, not, not present. And he's been that type of person. So me hearing this type of things about him and about how he was making fun of a, a suicidal girl that he, he slept with and making jokes about suicide, that's, yeah, that's him. That's his own cyberbullying being him. And it's fucked up. And I'm glad that this person bring out, you know, brings out the shit light to what type of person he really is. Mind you, this is a one side story. We had to take it a grain of salt because allegedly this is his roommate. I don't know if it's that 100% confirmed, but it's all allegedly based. So take it with a grain of salt of all the stuff that he says. There were some things that, you know, that it was more of a he, he said, she say. I can't, I, I can't believe it that he could say that, but because I wasn't there, I can't say like, yeah, that is true. You know, I can believe it, but it's different for saying, oh yeah, I know he did that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did say that. Like, no, I can believe he can say something like that. So take it with a grain of salt when you listen to this. And yeah, like if, if this, this guy's offering you a mentoring classes, do not take it guys. Like that is the last person I will ever recommend on um, doing mentoring uh, sessions. If I, if you want to, if you want, if you're up and coming artist and you need uh, somebody to mentor you uh, to be a better producer, a better mixing or mastering engineer, or to be a better DJ, or to even be a better at marketing your brand event, I highly recommend Zeta. That's my boy Zeta. He is one of the first people I will always recommend first um, to for mentoring. Oh, sorry, Altair. 10 graphs. Mark, another person I highly recommend on mentoring, and he has a, a, a high success rate on, on having artists putting out there in the blast. Not saying that Zeta isn't either. No. Zeta actually has a high success, and he talked about this in the, in the podcast, how he managed to bring Jiki up. You know, he was his, one of his first, and Ivory, and a couple more. Like, Zeta, you know, planted the seeds on a couple of heavy hitters, you know? And so is Atalier. Altair is definitely one of them. Um, Jashar Crimson Chow, I'll, yeah, I can recommend him. He's mentored me. He's a very cool dude. I will definitely recommend him. Careless Castle, if he still does it, you know, but like I said, like there's a bunch of other artists that I can recommend you for, 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 for mentoring. Hi, look, top two is always going to be Altair and Zeta. Absolutely. Absolutely. Recommend them and I recommend them and they'll teach you all the grounds and they'll teach you from the ground up. Guaranteed. Go with those guys. And those guys are super humble and super chill and they're super fun to be with. Altair is definitely a very harsh critic that he will tell you straight out how bad your song is, but he'll tell you in a, in a, in a more constructive way and in a way that you can actually appreciate and be say, don't take it personally, but have this like this and I can guarantee you this will be like that. And I and I I I love Mark. Absolutely recommend him. So if you guys are looking for mentoring, Zeta, Altair, Crimson Child Cares, but the top two is Zeta and Altair. Go to those guys. 100 percent Do not go to Al Prophet. He is definitely not a good person. And that's where my thoughts land. Now, landing to pay, piggybacking on um, Al Prophet's, you know, bad shit. Something that Altair did mention was the was the whole the fire thing. Which is like, oh shit! Like he's saying, he's saying that, uh, yeah, Alex was, you know, was a red flag three weeks after working with him, and I was like, yeah, you need to change your. No, oh wait, oh wait, here it is. 
Alice was a red flag three weeks into working for the fire, and I left immediately. Try warn, uh, immediately try warning people. So yeah, like it kind of all makes sense, and have now there's a lot more context as to why Adson, the Australian producer, um, split split up with the fire society, and started making his own thing, which is uh. Oh shit! I don't know. I forgot. Like I know, I I'm in his I'm in his group. I'm in his group. I forgot what it was. Anyways, but it kind of made sense. He says like we departed uh, creative differences. First of all, guys, when somebody says that I've departed from someone for because of creative differences, nine times out of ten, it's not because of creative differences. It was more because there was some shady behavior happening in the workplace, and they just like split up because of that. Nine times out of ten. So nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten. It's because of that. And that 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 also kind of explains the way Alex the Fire approached approach me to be part of uh, the Fire Society. It was kind of obvious, sketchy at the first. I mean, the concept itself was good. And I did learn a lot and met a lot of people throughout that. And it was it was a good, you know, networking right there. But the way he approached it was kind of like, eh, something about you is kind of off. And would you know it? Would you know it? Like that later, you find out that yeah, some of the, some of the stuff that you that we said that you heard were came to true. Apparently, Alex was definitely Alex, Alex the Fire was definitely scamming people out, and he was being a shitty person throughout the industry, especially in LA in the LA scene. A lot of people start working with him because of that. So there was a lot, a lot of shit, be shitty behavior that was going on with him, and everybody decided to stay away from them. Which I cannot, I cannot, you know. Yeah, guys, if you see some red flags, go right ahead. Probably I didn't see that many red flags ahead at first. I did probably saw some like eye openers. It's like, hmm, something about this aim, right? I'll tell you, said it himself that he saw the red flags the three weeks after working with him, and he's like, nah. Which is like kind of wild to me to think about it. Be and not wild, but kind of makes sense because now there's a lot of contests. Because this guy gave you a whole roster of artists, like big time artists. He gave you a whole roster of big time artists that says that you can actually mentor with all this. And here are the price chains. Like I'm telling you, like, oh, you'd be mentored by Samplifier, by Ivory, by this house legend, by by Tez, by Black Sheep, by a black um, it was Black Sheep, yeah, Black Sheep, um, Prison Child that you can mentor by, you know, Jiki, you can be mentored by this and him and that. Like there was like a whole roster. I'm like, damn, how the hell you get oh, Art Prophet, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, how the fuck you get into all that shit? Like, how the fuck you got it? Like you were able to get all these people like I, it has to be some sort of a deal for for them to get that money or something you know i don't know but it's because of you know he was scamming artists and and the students as well um in other unrelated news nasco oh my god my boy nasco hold on he just came out of surgery apparently he had a, like some he had an accident with his like uh his tailbone something it was something around there um, here it comes. He says, uh, my butt surgery seems to go well. This was a lot more serious than I anticipated. And I like to think of, of it is when to recover and get you all the content do. Thank you so much for the patience. Hopefully events will get better here and now. 
holy fuck, apparently this infection has probably been going on for weeks, if not months, and eating me, eating up a lot of my insides, buttock. Damn, maybe it wasn't just the tailbone. Basically, you have a medium fist size open hole now that. Wow, that's more than a finger deep. What the fuck? All right, that's that's enough information. Um, holy shit, dude. Um, all I can say about this Nasco speedy recovery, man. I hope everything goes well. I hope everything goes as smooth as you want. You want to. I have nothing else to say about that because that was just like a little bit too much. But yeah, my man, just have a speedy recovery, man. Hope you come back and make more dope songs and more content, you know. Other news, uh, we got co-creator and founder of Ricky Morty parted ways with uh, parted ways with Adult Swim amidst the domestic abuse charges that he was brought to us. Now, bef- those of you who don't know, um, if it was Justin Rowland, Justin Rowland, who who's the co-creator and founder of the show Rick and Morty that everybody loves, you know, Rick Sanchez. And also, he actually voice acts for as Rick and Morty. And I think as Jerry, I don't remember if he does Jerry, but I know he does Rick and Morty. Apparently, a few weeks ago, he was brought up with charges of domestic abuse within his own home. So apparently, there was uh, an altercation with his um, either his wife or his girlfriend. I don't know what... Of his partner, his his partner, I appreciate he punched her or slapped her or something. I don't know what the full details are. I know it was a domestic. It has come to the attention that you know Rick and Morton, like Rick and Morty, parted ways with the co-creator and founder of it. Yeah, Adult Swing cut ties with him. With Adult Swing cut ties with Rick and Morty creator Justin Rowland, amidst domestic uh, abuse allegations. All right, so it's allegations. He will be no longer working as Rick and Morty on Adult Swim, parting ways with the series co-creator following domestic abuse charges. Going to report on Deadline, production on the series will continue without rolling. Now, here's something that kind of like, uh, like, okay, good. We don't need him. We don't need him. But how are you going to continue on with Rick and Morty when he was like the, the voice actor of Rick and Morty? So who are you going to replace him with? I don't know. Like, and and would the show will still go on? Like, the, is, is the show gonna still be that good? If if the show is gonna be still that good, if he continues on, I don't know if the show is gonna be that good. To be honest, if he if he's no longer involved, I don't know. It's gonna be weird listening to another voice actor, listen to be I'm Neil Rick and, and Morty. I don't know if it's, that's gonna be good, but you know what? They should have ended the show like that. Like they should have just ended the show and never to bring it up, and that's it. Because that, I don't know. I don't. I think a lot of people are not gonna be watching or tuning in the show and see it the same way that we a lot of us have grew up to seeing it. But who knows? We'll see. Other stuff. Other stuff to talk about. Kevin Feige says that people are not tired of watching superhero movies. Ah, um, this is his quote. There's 80 years of the most interesting emotional groundbreaking stories that have been told in Marvel Comics, and it's our great privilege to be able to take what we have and, and adapt them. Kevin Feige says that uh, doesn't think people will get bored of superhero films. On a recent podcast appearance, you know, he dismissed the idea that people will get bored of films based on superheroes, saying that the question is like asking after gum with the whim, well, how many, move, how many more moves can you make up from novels 
Um, to have an opinion on that statement, I feel we're still in this era of superhero films, but I feel like they should have ended with Avengers Endgame, at least in the Marvel sense. They ended perfectly with Endgame. They should have just ended right there with Endgame. And like, but I, I can understand the business side is like it's a quick uh, money grab. Like, you know, let's exploit this as much as we can and bring more characters. But I feel like all the popular characters that you wanted to bring up into the theaters are done. Like, like you already brought them. So afterwards, there's not that many char uh, popular characters. Like, not many people were too too were too crazy about um, the Eternals because nobody knew about the Eternals. Shang Li, Shang Chi, Shang Chi was a dope movie. I liked it, but nobody knew about Shang Chi and nobody knew his involvement with the MCU was as well as um. Was the other ones like, no Black Panther is still do um uh some of the other Ant Man, not nah, four uh, Loki, yeah Miss Marvel Miss Marvel is like not wasn't that very popular character, and they're bringing it as a very popular character which is dope I I I have nothing against some of these movies and the T shows that Marvel is trying to make too but. Like all the most popular characters that you can pick of Spider-Man, you know, Iron Man, uh, Captain America, you know, uh, Hulk, um, all the original um, four, you know, four. All those people are popular characters in the in the Marvels, like and Doctor Strange, too. So when you talk about Marvels, what are you talking about? Basically, you're talking about some of these uh, popular characters, Spider-Man as well. Spider-Man has been known for being playing, you know, movies for a while. But those are popular characters that everybody like listens and hurts and are familiar with. When you bring out other characters like the Eternals, the Shanshees and the Ant-Mans and, and Miss Marvels and, and, and Captain Marvel and other, and other people, be, then you're like, oh, like, who are these? Like, should I care too much? Should I don't, you know? And that's where we are right now. I feel like we're in a, a stale state of Marvel's MCU right now. We're in a stale state because now we because we hyped it up and brought it up so high that now it's like this is the expectation and everything else has just started to decline. Eternals was a, was not that good of a movie, to be honest. And I did not really enjoy it. It was long and it was like, come on, just get to the point, you know? Um, the WandaVision was actually a great show. Loki was a great show. Cap, uh, Captain Fa uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is now as Captain America and the, and the Winter Soldier, was a good show. It wasn't the best though. I like I like the action scenes were good, but it was like, eh. um, Black Widow was horrible. It was a bad movie. And I, that should have never. They, they, we could have gone. We could have gone have uh uh. We didn't need to have a Black Widow movie to be honest. Um, what else? For Love and Thunder, I loved it. Uh, but there was like a lot of harsh critics saying that it was too comedic. And I understand why. But that's what I I love that. I like the comedy sense of four. And She-Hulk was just a horrible show. It was definitely horrible. I did not like it. And, and I guess like the expectations of, uh, of the MCU was getting a little bit too high. And now like all these movies are really getting shot to it. Like Wakanda Forever, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Despite what many people, biased people are saying it. It was an average good movie. It's not the best movie. It's not the best Black Panther movie either. Like I said, I criticized this a few weeks ago about the movie. I felt like the, the, the movie itself, <clears throat> the plot line was just flat. And it was like, oh, damn. Like, we built all this to tear it down and we could have just avoided all this? 
from the beginning, we could have avoided all this because it, we we thought about like something and then we ended up with the with the same thing. It's like, all right, like, I don't know. I didn't want to mention spoilers, but I guess I'll put the spoilers. So the spoilers is, you know, Neymar wanted to team up with, Black, with Wakanda to make sure like none of them invade on their resources, you know, their, their vibranium. And they made a whole spiel about, you know, join us, join us. No, we're not going to join you. You guys are too harsh. You're too rough. And then they go at each other and start talking at each other until the end thing that resulted with, oh, yeah, okay, we're going to join in and, and help you. And we're going to protect you. So anybody fights with you and fights with Wakanda. And we're like, you literally, you could have avoided all those, all those deaths that happened were basically meaningless. Could have been avoided. But that's my thought. That's my intake. Anybody can challenge me. Go ahead. I'm I'm welcome to chance about that stuff. I've kind of I kind of see how many people are like like fed up or already done with you know superhero movies. Kevin Feige saying like, oh no, it's not gonna end. People still want to see superheroes. I disagree with that. I want to push that notion that I've seen, I've heard a lot of people are like already tired of like watching Avengers or watching more, more Marvels. It's like, they say like, man, isn't Avengers like the last one? Should have ended well. And I agree. That should have ended there. I don't know. Know your audience, Kevin. Know your audience. If you say that there, there ain't, um, sure, I guess. Um, but then again, it's business at the end of the day. So, you know, whatever makes them happy and whatever makes them, you know, bring money. Um, two more topics and we can wrap it up. Last thing, um, Netflix claims never cancels number one shows. Now, this I have to disagree. This is something that was brought up in the IGM tweet. And, and they say Netflix claims it has never canceled a successful show. We have never canceled a successful show. A lot of these shows were well-intended, but talked a very small audience and are very on a very big budget. I have to disagree with that because there were times in which I've seen so many you know, shows that hit the number one on Netflix and it was top number one on Netflix top 10 charts. And people were talking about it. People were loving about it and they canceled it after a first season. Now, I've seen shows that they cancel on, on, on first season that weren't good enough on Netflix. And I've seen Netflix continue on on certain shows, even though they suck and they're not that good. They continue on after second or third season and that's where they ended. I'm like, it's not that good. Why are you keeping? Why are you giving too much? You know, too much stuff on it. But hey, some certain artist shows. I think it was like Jup, like this superhero show. Um, Jupiter's. I don't know. It was some. It was a superhero. Mention it in the comments down below. Let me know which one was it. And they canceled at the first after uh, their first season, and they left it in a cliffhanger. And the thing is that people were saying that, bro, this show was actually pretty good. I never saw it. I never got the chance to see it. But they said that it had so many high expectations and it was very good. And there was on the number one charts in, in Netflix. Everyone, that means if you reach the t Netflix top, uh, top 10 charts, that means a lot of people are watching it that consistently. But they cancel it. So that statement itself that Netflix is saying that we never cancel number one shows is horseshit. They're just high out of their, uh, they're just high out of their fucking minds. Um, the last topic that I want to talk about, and I wanted to talk about this so badly because it kind of like, it, it kind of creamed my corns or grind my gears, as you say. Last week, I got copyrighted infringement with, with, with two things that I talked about. 
And it was about uh, HBO's Last of Us and, and Velma. I wanted to talk about this so badly because it, it made me so mad. Last week, I talked about Velma and what kind of horrible show that HBO is trying to bring to. And you guys probably already saw that I only show a snippet, like the trailer, the trailer of, of, of Velma and me commenting over. There was no audio and the, sh- and, the, and the trailer was fast forward. So the whole time I was just commenting on, on Velma and how horrible it's going to be. Mind you, mind you, it did, it did bomb because there's been uh, reports from Forbes magazine uh, what, that Vilma hit the third worst show on a television history. Third worst show. That's how bad it bombed. And I get that Vilma, they try to do an, an adult version of Scooby-Doo, you know, how they did it with Harley Quinn. And it's like, oh, let's just try this on um, Vilma. But it bombed. It bombed horrible. Here's the dispute. I tell the, the um, freaking HBO, Warner Brothers TV, they say like, oh no, like this is horrible, like copywriting flinch claims. And I disputed them by saying like, no, it's under the Fair Act juice. I'm commenting on top of it. It's a reaction video. And I'm, I'm also like, I muted your audio so there cannot be any copywriting flinch. It's just the video itself. And I talked about it. I commented I'm, and I fast forward. I disputed and these assholes from Warner Bros. TV or HBO, they say that, no, they say that they have decided that the copyright is still valid for Vilma and Last of Us. Because not only did I comment on top of uh, Vilma, I also commented on top of uh, The Last of Us, the trailer, and talk about how great of a show it is, which is episode two was just phenomenal as well. But no, they keep, they come, t- they, come, they decided that, nope, it's too, like, Mm-mm. HBO and Warner Bros. TV, they say like their claim is still valid. Even though, even though we, I fucking, I put it on a screen and, and that was, uh, and my screen was showing and I said it was like, nah, like a commenting reaction, but no, the claim was still not. Covering on my still disagree with you. Do you see the reason they give you this? It was that it was insufficient or invalid, which is horseshit, which is completely horseshit because it still follows a fur at juice. I'm not going to, fight on this. I'm not going to take down the episode, but neither will I, you know, dispute the uh, the the claims because if you dispute the claims, you basically get demonetized or no, get a copyrighted. So I'm not going to I'm not going to dispute it because it doesn't make sense me disputing some stupid copyright, especially when my episode, when my podcast is not that big. I don't need to get demonetized or get copyright started again. My again, one week without one week ban without getting, you know, uploading anything like I don't want to touch that such so like nah i was just like all right good i'm not gonna make money out of it it's it's gonna be an old episode next week so who gives a shit but it pissed me off because that's the stupidest shit you're trying like as a, as a content creator you're trying to put out as much content as possible and then when you do certain reaction videos or review videos about certain things you're you're basically exposing the the company and giving them more promotion because that's exactly what the company needs. They, they want to give more promotion. Free publicity is good publicity. Because like, why not? Like, I'm giving you an alley with one of the shows. I'm telling that one of your shows is going to be horrible, but the other show is going to be great. So there's going to be some even takes out of it. And this is like the bullshit thing that happens on some studios. Like, like they're so stupid. And then try to copyright everybody because like, oh, you use some of our content. It's like, 
How funny that you didn't copyright it on other big time content creators who have much more a bigger following on some of their stuff. But God forbid you're gonna you know copyright me dancing the lows. I'm giving a fair criticism about it. Like, nah, fuck, fuck off HBO and fuck off um, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. Even though I, I like HBO and I will continue to follow HBO, that was like the dumbest shit. So for now on, every time I'm going to criticize them, I'm just going to put an image. See how f and, and talk about it. I'm not going to put any more of those videos because I'm tired of then starting to getting copyrighted and be like, no, you can, you know, and I'm not going to bother disputing. So just want to let you guys know that, you know, that, that I want to talk about, you know, my frustration towards the stupid copyright infringement, which makes absolutely no sense. It's under the Fair Act juice. I reacted to it. But then again, I could be wrong. Maybe I didn't say something or, but you guys let me know in the comments down below. Let me, let me hear that if I, if I was right about this or I'm wrong, if there's a way that we can improve this or teach them like, no, this is the correct way. Let me know. I'm learning on the curve. So, guys, we're going to wrap this up because my computer and my camera is, I don't know, what the fuck. My computer is on a fritz and so is my camera. I don't know how, what I'm going to do with this. So, I'm going to wrap it up right here, guys. So, guys, thank you for much, so much for tuning in. And if you guys want to check out my latest episodes, please click uh, like and subscribe on your weekly episodes at youtube.com slash the lone wolf podcast. As well as um, the audio versions at uh, Wolves and Music at SoundCloud, Spotify. I, uh, Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio for the Lone Wolf Podcast or the Wolfpack Podcast. You can all find it. It's free. Comment down below. Let me hear your thoughts, share your experience. If you guys got a specific topic, do you want me to cover it? Please let me know in the comments down below. I'm going to do my best to cover it in the next episode. Now I'm going to sign up before my computer dies. So thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys in the next one. All right? Peace.